Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 119. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. Today's guest is Sarah Nokid. Now, Sarah is the founder of Sarah Nokid OBM, an online business management agency where she empowers entrepreneurs and creatives in all stages of business to grow a thriving online business. Sarah works out of her home office in Israel, helping entrepreneurs plan and delegate, implement the right systems, unite virtual teams across the globe, and grow profits to achieve their goals. As one of just three certified OBM trainers around the world, Sarah shares her passion for online business management through training and certification courses to empower and educate VAs and OBMs worldwide. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I am really looking forward to speaking to you. In fact, you are the first guest all the way over in Israel. So very cool. Probably, well, it's probably been a nice warm day where you are. It has been, yeah. Yeah, 12 here. Yeah, degrees celsius <laughs> must have ever, yeah oh it's been signing but it's tricks you with the uh, frost mm. and the thing so sarah before we really get dived into the interview today could you just give us a little bit of a backstory what's brought you to this point today absolutely so um so my name is sarah noked and um about 10 years ago i made the leap and i moved from canada to the u.s with my soon-to-be husband which eventually did become my husband and um, i found myself As an entrepreneur, I did have a landscaping company when I lived in Canada, and I found myself um, having to be very resourceful with what I could kind of do with myself here um, with an MBA and, you know, this sort of very entrepreneurial spirit. um, I found myself in corporate Googling how to find legitimate work from home. (laughs) And I I, I, I found the virtual assistant, and then I later found the online business manager Um, And I started this amazing career, basically uh, working virtually for clients all over the world. I've got clients in the US and Canada, um, the UK, I've got many clients in Australia, and my whole team and business works virtually. Um, So I've got, I do have local team members here in Israel, there's tons of expats to choose from. Um, But we all work virtually. So I've, I've been able to build a very, very sustainable you know, nice revenue generating business that really supports other entrepreneurs grow and flourish in the online space and, and brick and mortars as well. So for you, what, what one, wow, garden landscaping to, you yeah, know, right? what are you doing? My, what, passion, my yeah. passion is horticulture. That's the truth. I have okay. a green thumb and there's no denying it. Okay. And do you still, do you still dabble in that now yeah oh yeah i've got okay. and the, the wonderful thing about living in israel versus canada is i've got all these beautiful fruit trees and you just put something in the ground here and it grows like it's very very amazing <laughs> so, so so when you made that decision to do i, I like the way you went legitimate because that's always the thing isn't it when yes. people, people start on their own. to make money online right yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you work from home or something, it's like you're not working. That's yeah, exactly. It's a hobby. Like I legitimately want to have a career working from home. Is that even possible? I'm asking Google. <laughs> <laughs> they will know. They will know. So that, but that brings us to this really interesting topic with people who are 
working for themselves, working at home. You know, a lot of the audience here who listen to the show work for themselves. You know, right. there may even be micro businesses. Right. It's that. It's that leap from going. I'm on my own too. How can I start sending yes. some of the work to the shift of the solopreneur? Yes, it's a very big mindset shift. Yeah, sometimes the shift of the soul because they wonder if that's gonna just literally leave them because they're giving all this control over. I know, right? And I did. I mean, I was a solopreneur for a long time. I get that. Um, there's some sort of sick pride that comes from doing everything yourself and bootstrapping and those long nights. I don't know what it is, but eventually you get to a point of utter burnout and you're like, okay this is not sustainable. And for me, that point for me was getting pregnant. I mean, I've got this, this was three kids ago. I've got three kids now, but with the first kid, you know, I was, I was before then I was like, Oh, I'm unstoppable. Nobody can stop me. And then suddenly I was like, Oh my God, I have this other human I need to take care of. And I've also got a team and you know, well, I didn't have the team then, but I was like, I want the team and I want to have a, I had a lot of great clients. I was like, I can't just leave my clients high and dry. I need to start building something that is more sustainable. And that's sort of what started my whole journey um, with systems and creating SOP standard operating procedures, which sort of became one of the main um, services I was offering to clients as well. Cause I was like, everybody needs this. Nobody wants to spend time documenting their systems. And like, that's really the only way they're ever going to be able to sustainably and also um, just wholeheartedly delegate with, you know, cause we're control freaks. Let's be honest. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of that's. There's a couple of really interesting things that you you've said there, but I think that's the part, isn't it? It's about yeah. this is our little babies, yeah. And you know, we're letting it go and we're allowing Nobody other people take care of them like we can. No, exactly. Child. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a load. You and I both know it <laughs> because I was like, I well, and then I started to think to myself, well, I'm not a great writer. I don't like writing my blogs, and I don't like you know answering my emails, and I don't like you know. Then it all comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. What was the first thing you let go? Writing, writing. For me, it was writing my blogs and, you know, cause I'm, I'm, um, I love digital marketing. Like that's sort of my other hat that I love to wear. I'm, I love digital marketing strategy. I, I've been to a lot of conferences. I'm a big follower of some of the big players like Ryan Dice and Russell Brunson. I love them, love everything that they talk about. Um, and I just, you know, I found myself wanting to, you know, launch courses and do other things in the online space because I saw my clients doing it. And I was like, well, you know, I want to get the word out about systems too. Let's create a course on this, you know. And then eventually I became one of the one of the top three um, certified online business manager trainers, you know, worldwide. So it, it sort of just spun out of control. Um, and I realized that, you know, copy and being able to effectively communicate online is a big thing. So that. Definitely copy, copywriting it was for me. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Kids, like for me, it was accounts. Like anything with numbers. I really? Just, I just need oh, yeah. to get the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want, I want to know what's going on, but I don't want to have to do the menial yeah. tasks. Uh, yeah, that too, yeah. So when someone, so let's look at this, is if you are, if you are that solopreneur and you're, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, and you're just starting out, but you, you're at that point now where it's like, I need to do more of the stuff I love to do and less of the stuff I, I you know, I literally sometimes Amen. hate yes. to do. What are the, there's got to be like common mistakes that they make in yes. order to go down that route. Can yeah. you, like, <laughs> and the like number it? one mistake is keeping it all in their own head. And then, and then, all, okay, so yeah, I've got a few things here. It's not just 
the number one mistake mistake is that they're keeping all of the because the systems are there. You know, it's not as if an OBM or a VA would come in and create the systems. The systems are all there. So I always recommend to clients and to anyone who will listen to me basically. So Loom is a great tool for um, doing screen recordings and it's very easy to use. And when you're done the recording, it just gives you a, a little um, URL that you can send to like a virtual assistant or somebody on your team that can basically take that Loom video, watch it and put it into an SOP a standard operating procedure template. Um, so I think even if you're a solopreneur and you don't have a team yet, but there's things moving and there are clearly recurring tasks happening in your business, like most, are, most businesses consist of recurring things that we do daily, weekly, monthly. So start to document those in Loom videos for sure. Um, so really try to get it um, all out of your head. And, and also be open-minded to hiring. So people, I always get asked, you know, when is the right time to hire? And like, first, my first thing that is, if you're asking that question, it's probably too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always tell people, you know, because I, I, I feel like this is such a rookie mistake people make when they want to start to leverage a virtual team or even a, a non-virtual team, whatever you want to call that, a real person team. Um, they're always hiring in like reactive mode. They're hiring for that person that they wish they would have had on their team like three months ago or six months ago. And I always say to people, you know, hire for the role that you want on your team in a year from now. So that means that, you know, you need, to, as a solopreneur, you need to get clear about your vision and your goals and what you really plan to accomplish over the course of that year. So, you know, for me, you know, the first person I hired was that copywriter, but then I started growing my OBM agency you know, I started growing, I started basically bringing on people and, and, and teaching them how to, be, how to be online business managers and how to work directly with my clients. And I started, started to scale my agency. So it became clear to me that I need to bring on people that I can eventually have work face-to-face, -face, virtual face-to-face -face with my clients. And that was like the next step for me. Yeah, because it, it is, it's that challenge, isn't it? It's just being able to go, okay, and it's not we don't have to do it all everything in one go. Mm -hmm. It's but it's that it's that ability. Yeah, and it doesn't even need to general. be someone full time or no. part time. Like you can just hire somebody on a, you know, my my first team member. I was just you know it it actually started off as a project based work, and then her and I got along really well. And I was like, look, I might have some other things for you to do. And then I realized, oh, she's really she's great at communicating with the clients, and eventually. I mean, she was on my team for four years. Eventually, she became my lead OBM and, and basically managed my entire agency uh, for, for quite a long time. It, it, I mean, it's, it's that imagine, you know, almost like those who are listening, just imagine what it would be like to be able to hand someone your work right. that can repeat it the same way as you do, so nothing will change. Just imagine what you could do more know, of. Right? Yeah, it's and I, just... I, I, it's all, you know, people are like, well, how does an OBM, you know, bring value to my business? I'm like, well, when you can go and you can get out and, and interface with your clients and make the sales conversations and, and do the things that only you can do in your business, do more of that, the things that you love and, and leave the rest to, you know, a team and, and people who like to dabble in the operations and day-to-day, -day, blah. That's oftentimes really quite boring, you know. <laughs> And it's so funny because, you know, you, you mentioned the books at the beginning. And when I, when I had the landscaping business with my then boyfriend, now husband, um, I loved the bookkeeping part of it. Like I used to procrastinate all the time and just play with the accounts. And I was, I had taught myself how to use QuickBooks and I was working with a bookkeeper who was training me like, what, like, what was that all about? I don't know. 
what a waste of time. <laughs> waste of time. I should have been, you know, closing contracts and, you know, planting. So you've, you've mentioned like Zoom is one of yeah, those. Loom, Loom with an L. Loom, Loom. sorry, Loom, yeah, sorry, yeah. my apologies. Um, mm-hmm. So that was one of the ways. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other big ones? Yeah, so Loom is definitely great. I mean, I'm all, all about Google Drive. Um, I think one of the key ingredients of a virtual team is a virtual office place, you know, and, and Google Drive is by far my favorite. Because I mean, Dropbox is great too, but Google Drive is just great for collaboration. It's great for everybody having access to all the SOPs. And then I would also say that my other favorite tool, because they're all equally my favorite tools, is definitely Teamwork PM. So, I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, Jeff, you probably had this experience before too, but I got into some, because I get to see, I'm lucky, I get to see the back ends of all these different businesses, like hundreds and hundreds of businesses. And I meet clients who are making, you know, $40,000, $70,000 a month in revenue, and they don't have any project management tool. Um, the team is communicating via email, and it's just a, an absolute hot mess. So I love um, putting all, I, like, part of what I do with clients at the onset and what I teach my OBMs to do is, you know, let the client brain dump, tell you what they're doing, and even if the client sits. So I always tell people, and this is great for your listeners too, you know, just keep a paper next to you on your desk and write down everything that you're doing, you know, over the course of that week and then look at what are those things that are recurring, what are those things that actually really need you doing, and whatever, and like the majority, I mean, you know, to our shock and <laughs> absolute shock, most of those things can actually be delegated. So then it's about getting them into a project management tool so that other people can have access to it and it can be so that the, you know, again, back to the control freak personality trait, the entrepreneur, you know, CEO can, from a bird's eye view, see all the parts and pieces and, and see, okay, who's assigned to this? And also link in from Google Drive. I'll always take the link and I'll pop it in um, the actual SOP, or the actual task of getting whatever the task done. I'll link in that um, SOP from Google Drive and it's like, like butter you know honestly it makes me so happy <laughs> yeah because one of the end i had a, a conversation with my friend so he's over in the states and his um va i think is in paris or somewhere mm. and um what he was saying is is he likes the fact that they hold him accountable <laughs> you know so it's no longer because you know everyone knows you you, you let yourself slip from stuff from yeah. time to time but it's that ability to go right, you said you were going to get X content in. I need that by 11 o'clock. Well, so she's so. a great VA. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's and to be able, she feels, he feels scared. Good. When she it's like, oh, I've let her down. And, yeah. I, and I do like that idea. Um, yes. So what sort of, so you've got, you've got, you've got Loom, you've got G Drive, you've got team, Teamwork. Teamwork PM, yes, great. Yeah. Great project management tool. Been around. Okay. I've been using it for the last ten years. Okay, and, they're actually and, based in Ireland. So oh, are they? Oh, right. Close to okay. you. <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah, relatively speaking. Relatively yeah, relatively close. Closer <laughs> than I am, right? If you come from Canada. Every it says, yeah, literally. Canada, just close. I know, right? It's just a little walk down the street. I know. <laughs> and now I live in a country you can drive from top to bottom in four hours. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> There's no escaping. I'm like, where do I go and see animals and wilderness? No happening here. <laughs> so for you when you're looking at the implementing so then you've talked about the implementing of the system you said use a loom video 
and track what you do or put the pads next to you or anything is what is the what is the best way for them to find the right person for them because i'm assuming that there is an importance with personality matching mm -hmm. in in that aspect as well yeah absolutely yeah that's a great question so um I, one of the, one of the most important qualities for me are, can they write? Because I want them to be able to communicate well. Um, and are, do they have a high attention to detail? And I always advocate for a personality tests. Like I'm a big Colby A advocate. Um, so for example, I'm very high on the quick start, which means that I'm, I am a true visionary and I really like, you know, I'm up in the air, bright, bright shiny object syndrome all the way. Um, and I'm very low on the implementer, which is why I was not a great VA and which is why I'm a better online business manager in the sense of like being kind of standing alongside the client, partnering with them and helping them, you know, make that dream a reality. Because I'm also very, um, you know, I have like my methods and I'm a very systematic kind of thinker and I'm very detail oriented. Like I, I'm a hybrid of, of, of sorts. Um, so, you know, find somebody that matches your personality meaning you know have them do a personality test and if they come out to be very high on the quick start and very you know low on the follow-through or, or vice versa you need to like make sure that your personality numbers match up because somebody for example somebody who is very quick to start like me and has somebody who emily who was my the gal i was talking about earlier she was on my team for four years she was very low on the quick start so every time i'd be like we're doing this and this is happening tomorrow. And she'd be like, all right, you know, we don't almost have an argument, not an argument. We'd have like this like passive aggressive argument because I get irritated with me. And I was like, this is just what, this is what's happening. So I think you have to be really, as an entrepreneur, you have to be very clear on yourself as a person and what your personality is like before you can even kind of dabble in bringing on team members. Because, you know, like you were mentioning with your friend in the States, I mean, he got lucky that he has somebody that really compliments him and holds him accountable. Yeah. Um, it's a sixth also, one. Yeah. I have to add that one. It is a sixth one. Mm -hmm. and, and eventually he's found the right one and he just says it. Yes. And it, it does take time, you know? So I always say, you know, uh, high, high or slow, fire fast. I mean, you know, I'm not definitely did not coin that term, but you know, it really, you, know, you, you have to kind of kiss a few, few frogs before you get your prints. That's the yeah. truth. Yeah. So, so when, when you're doing that, what do you think the, the benefits are of having um, an OBM in there yes. for their business? Yeah, that's a great question. So an OBM is, is um, suitable for a specific, specific kind of business. So I always say, generally speaking, every business needs a VA. I have two part-time VAs that work on my team. Um, I have a great agency. Um, in the Philippines, uh, they're called the Virtual Hub. I don't know if your listeners are, but that's where I go to get my virtual. She's been on the show, I think. Oh, has she? Yeah, She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. incredible. So um, I've been working with two part-time VAs from her team for the last year and a bit. Um, that's been going really well. And so like I'm saying, not every, not every business needs an OBM, but every business needs a VA. So you, so you start to need an OBM when you want somebody to help manage those VAs. You want to really sort of um, extract yourself from the day to day. So, you know, an entrepreneur who's, you know, around the 10, at least making 10K in revenue a month, like minimum, you know, but probably closer to 20 or 30. So, you know, you're making, you're making enough revenue, you're covering, you know, you're, you're, you've got a nice profit, you've got a 
proven business model, meaning like whatever you're selling or doing is working really well, you're able to replicate it time and time again. Then you're bringing on somebody who you can trust that's really aligned with your vision and can be in the big picture. Because OBMs are very, we're big picture thinkers, we're project managers, we are operations managers, we're team managers. So we're gonna get in there and, because a lot of my clients, I mean, bless them, right? They don't have, they don't like project management tools because they're not project managers, they're visionaries. They don't want to be in the, in the, you know, in the BS that is project management. I love, I could spend all day in my project management tool. Like that's my, that's my new procrastination. It used to be bookkeeping. Now it's like organizing my project management tool. So, you know, we come in there and help to get all that stuff, help to set up the systems, hiring and firing, you know, getting clear on like, you know, you as the business owner personality, team members, personalities, finding the right people for the right roles. So a lot of the times we'll manage a launch. So, you know, there might be a product launch. A lot of, a lot of my clients in particular are like um, info product people. So they have courses, educational products online that they sell. So I'm helping them launch those mm. products uh, and it's okay. great. Hey guys, so just before we jump over to the second part of the show, I wanted to let you know that the closed group Success IQ Alliance is now open to anyone who wants to be part of the community. I'm really excited to do this because I really want to meet more people to get a community growing of like-minded people looking at creating the exceptional life. So all you need to do is search on Facebook for Success IQ Alliance and I look forward to seeing you there. Take care. Brilliant. Okay, so we're going to jump over to the second part of the show now. That's where <laughs> I get to put you on the hot seat. Um, so question one is, on average, how much time a week do you dedicate to self-development? That's body, mind, or spirit. Oh, wow. This, this isn't fair. I've got three little kids. Seven-month-old <laughs> <laughs> baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I, I don't know, I'm embarrassed to say. Maybe, well, I mean, I do listen to podcasts, so maybe three or four hours. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Well, when you've got a family, sometimes yeah. that's development in itself. It's true. Yeah. And I mean, I listen when I'm taking care of my, my baby. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Never feel guilty about doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Question number two is what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? Yeah. So I would say right now I'm reading uh, Clockwork by Michael Michalowicz. I love everything he does. I love Profit First. I love everything he talks about. And I love clockwork because that's essentially what I try to do for my clients' businesses is set up a lot of the principles he talks about in that book. So I'd say that one for now. That one for now. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Okay, number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or life? I'd say Teamwork PM. Okay. You know, I'm on that on my phone all the time, making sure that projects are moving along. So can you manage multiple teams with one? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. You could hear the excitement when you said, Oh, yeah. I got, I, I got about, oh my God, I've got a ton of contacts online. I mean, we, in, our, in our agency and all of our team, oh, yeah, lots of fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question number four What's your biggest business mistake, which turned into a valuable lesson, and what did it oh, teach you? Ironically enough, it was not firing fast enough, and I'm still learning this. I, I just, you know, I, I get the whole. I just sometimes I'm, I'm too slow to recognize when people are in a good fit and I keep trying to change people, you know, even on my team. I mean, I feel like people in relationships do that a lot, but I, I think, I just feel like everybody's like me. You should be a great project manager. What do you mean you didn't think about that? <laughs> that could be really tough. 
so firing faster and recognizing that you know sometimes it's just not a good fit. Um, what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life, and how do you manage them? Oh, you know, there's not enough hours in the day. So I've, I'm very, very much one who blocks my calendar and I have to protect the time I have with my kids and the time that I have with my clients. So I can only take on so much. And uh, next question is, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Enough with the solopreneur BS. Just hire, get, it, get someone on your team to, to start to document stuff and help you because, you know, that's the only way you're going to scale. Brilliant. And have Excellent. a vacation and take a vacation. That's more yeah. more important. Yeah. And I suppose it's like you say, is if you start doing it now, even if you aren't at that point, as soon as you get to that point, the transition yeah. is going to be a hell of a lot just, There's no good time. It's like having kids, you know, there's no good time to have kids. There's no good time to do anything, right? It's, it's always with team too. So better to be better, better sooner rather than later, even if it does cost a little bit more in the long run, it pays off in spades, basically. Brilliant. Okay. Um, what is your definition of success? Oh, work-life balance. <laughs> uh, you know, just, just really giving my kids the feeling that I am, you know, I grew up, I grew up with a stay at home mom and that really impacted me. And, you know, I think it made me a more confident person. So I, I try to make my kids feel like, even though I work sometimes a long, long hours late at night, like I am right now that I can kind of be around for them to give the impression that I, you know, like my son, he's three years old. He, he, he doesn't, he's like, oh, you know, mommy doesn't work. He tells, he tells people at daycare, mommy doesn't work. Yeah, she's, she's at home all the time. <laughs> mommy works all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the uh, question number eight is, do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge impact to your day? Hmm. I'd say my Nespresso machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I think I've got, I, I think I have that habit as well. Yeah. It's a lifesaver. It, it really is. I, I just, I, it's, it's my joy in the morning, you know? <laughs> like the noise in the machine, the smell. It's like, oh, the kids are at daycare and like, I'm by myself for five minutes. <laughs> and then the baby wakes up and starts crying. And I'm like, all right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the final one is the life lesson question. So just pick a number between one and 20, whatever number it lands on. That is our final conversational point. Six. Six is journal and reflect every day and re re record your successes. That was easy for me to say. So what this stems from is, is this stems from over the last sort of 10 years, I've, I've been a real advocate of journaling mm -hmm. because it's taught me so much. But one of the things that I really feel is really important is making sure that we record our successes because mm -hmm. so often people can edit all of the good things that are going on in their lives and just focus on the crap. So by recording those successes, at least you've got something to keep going back to and keep having a document. And I just wondered, do you journal? What do you? What are your thoughts on that sort of I, thing? I like. I love to journal. Um, I journal all, just like you were saying, because you, you lose you lose track of your goals and and things you've accomplished. And I, and I think it's really important to um, keep track of your sort of like almost subconscious thoughts you know because I like I'll do the stream of consciousness journaling um and then I'll look back and, and or I'll have a great idea or and I'll be looking back at my journal I'll be like I actually thought about this like two months ago <laughs> yeah uh, so do you do you do that free stream one or do you do another one as well or no I just it... do it like okay randomly. yeah 
Okay. And what got you into that free-flowing version of journaling? You know, I think I'm, I'm a humanities undergrad, and I think that it's, you know, the essay writer in me, and maybe that's why I hate writing, but I just, I find that it's, there's less pressure, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, that's just how I get my creativity out. And I'm, I'm, I'm also messy. I like writing, like I like the actual, so I have my, I also have my notes that I kind of journal in, but, you know, I, I'll just kind of scribble in strange ways. And then when I look back at it, then I'll be, I'll almost remember that exact time that I was doing it because of how I wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that. that's nice. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay. Okay, so we are at the final part of the show. This is where you get an opportunity to share with us how we could find out more about <laughs> you or anything else that you would like to share with us. Yeah, absolutely. So you can learn more about me at saranoked.com forward slash success IQ. Um, and I actually have a nice juicy SOP template there, a freebie for your listeners um, who want to kind of get a nice kickstart on, on documenting their systems. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Greatly yeah, appreciated thanks. Thanks for, for that. Me. Um, yeah, Sarah, it's been an absolute joy um, having <laughs> you on the show. I really enjoyed it. I wish we could talk for longer. Um, yes. Final opportunity just to say wishing you the greatest success. Yeah, thank you. First of all, let me just say a huge and massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know you're listening. I really appreciate the support. If you would like to know more about me, the services I offer, how to connect with me on social media, then please visit www.successiq.co.uk. Remember, if you're interested in learning some great strategies that I teach or want to be part of the amazingly supportive community where you can find lives, Q&A sessions and other great educational empowering resources, then take action and search for Success IQ Alliance on Facebook and join this brilliant group. It would be lovely to see you there. You can tune in and listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn and of course iTunes. And if you have enjoyed the show and have the time, please leave a rating and review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm aspiring to do. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and remember, just one conversation can create a lifetime of results. See you next week.